Go to Matthew chapter 5. I want you to look at the first three verses. You see the crowd? Jesus walks away from the crowd, walks up the mountain. Who follows him? His disciples. And when his disciples came to him, he sat down and he taught them. Now, time out a second. Don't know that I ever heard these words taught. Don't know that I ever had heard anybody, any preacher of all those years that I preached, uh, ever preached the sermon on these first three verses. But let me tell you what my thinking is and see and if you'll agree with me, if you'll at least go along with me, then this meeting will be that kind of arrangement. Isn't that what this morning is? Isn't that what our being here is today? We walked away from the crowds. We walked away from our families. We walked away from the responsibilities of our jobs. We walked away from our neighborhoods. We came to a place where we could sit down with Jesus didn't, isn't that really the reason we wanted to come is so we could spend some time with Jesus? It's not so you could hear somebody teach. It's not so you could eat somebody's cooking. It was so you could spend some time with Jesus, right? So the disciples came to Jesus and they sat down. He sat down and taught them. Don't read. Don't read. Just listen. Be His disciples. Let's be His disciples in that moment. And of course, you and I believe He is here, right? We believe He's here. And since His Word is living Word, He's still speaking those things to us. Do you want to be blessed? Yeah. Be poor in spirit. I'll give you the kingdom of heaven. You want to be blessed? Mourn. I'll comfort you. You want to be blessed? Be gentle. Be gentle with other people that have gone through what you've gone through. You'll inherit the earth. Uh, you want to be blessed? Yeah. Yeah. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. I promise you, you'll be satisfied. You want to be blessed? Be merciful. Be nice to people that don't deserve you to be nice. You treat people like that, I promise I'll treat you like that. You want to be blessed? Yeah. How would you like to see God? I'll wait for you. How would you like to see God? Be pure in heart. You want to be blessed? 
Be a peacemaker. If you'll do that, people will call you children of God. You want to be blessed? I'll wait. You want to be blessed? Yeah. Sometimes people are going to be mean to you. They're going to say things that you don't deserve to hear. But they're going to do it because you're doing what's right. I'm going to give you the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to remember that when that happens, I want you to rejoice. I want you to see joy in it and be glad. Be very glad. Because that's how they treated everybody that ever gave themselves to Jesus. Everybody that ever served God. That's how they treated them. You want to be blessed? So in that moment, sitting there with Jesus, in that moment, sitting there with Jesus, and he asked these questions. Do you want to be blessed? There's no doubt we'd want it. So let's start this way. What blessing, what blessing would you want from Jesus now? What blessing would you want from the Lord right now? Not necessarily one that we listed, but just tell me a blessing. You walked up the mountain. Well, you crossed the street. And you did it without falling. I'm proud of you. You crossed the street. You made it into this room. And you sat down with Jesus and he said, do you want to be blessed? I heard some of you say yes. So what blessing? From your heart, on your heart, what blessing? And I'll wait. You came here for a reason. Was it just duty? Was it just requirements? Was it just responsibility? And I understand if it was. I did that for lots of years. I can definitely say I'm blessed with a, with a dad who, is, who expresses every one of these things. Mm-hmm. You want a blessing? What do you want? What blessing? I think... Um, <clears throat> Um, there's no need um, if you want to know the name of the song and the name of the group but the phrase in the song is I feel like I'm one mistake away from you leaving me this way Brad that's what Brad's talking about you ever had that feeling Um, Brad just you and me just you and me um (laughs) 
the person was caught in the act of adultery. And Jesus spoke to her and he, and, he, and he said to her, guilty as she was, ashamed as she felt, object of wrath and judgment and all that. And Jesus does what? I don't condemn you. You one mistake away? Not a close, not even close. And the fact, fact is you know that's right, right? You're not one mistake away. Because Jesus looked at somebody that made the mistake. Jesus looked at that person and said, I don't condemn you. Was she guilty? Was he guilty? And Jesus said, I don't condemn you. What blessing. You showed up and sat with Jesus this morning. What blessing. I do. I do want to say something. I prayed. It seems like God answers our prayers almost immediately for me when things start getting better. But I've created such resentment because I waited so long to speak up about what was going on that I can't get past the resentment How long, uh, how long does it take to get over a bruise? Uh, Linda said it. Depends on how deep the bruise is. What blessing? What blessing are you looking for? What'd you come for? Brad. Anybody in this room, anybody in this room know anything about that? In several levels. Anybody in here embarrassed that every time we walk through this, every time we talk about these things, we have to go over the same shameful, embarrassing stuff? Yeah. Anybody in this room know anything about not having the ability to focus and to see what's most important 
and letting the things that are most important get lost in a clutter, in a haze, in a static of, of sometimes passions, but most of the time just junk. Anybody? Yeah. Red, you're not alone, brother. You're not alone. You want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? Yes. I wait, and I'm not. You know, I'm not going to say now. Let's all say yes. No, it's, <laughs> folks. It's not church. This is this is us sitting down with Jesus, and He told us how we get there. <coughs> One more time, and then I'll hush about it and let us have this time with Jesus. <coughs> Poor in spirit, mourn. Meek, hunger and thirst, merciful, pure in heart, peacemaker, and be so much like Jesus that people don't understand and they're, they're going to criticize you, they're going to critique you, they're going to want to understand why you are like you are and why you aren't like you used to be. So where are you? You're sitting with Jesus, so where are you? Where are you in this desire for, pursuit for, passion for a blessing? Today, where are you today? Poor in spirit? Where are you today? Mourning? Where are you today? Grateful that somebody was gentle? Where are you today? Desperate to be like Jesus? Where are you today? Ready to be kind or needing somebody to be kind? Where are you today? Needing focus, finding focus, looking for God? Where are you? I'll let you tell me. I'll wait. And if I'm not talking, then I can sit down, and I'm supposed to, so you talk. Where are you? Where are you today? In those ways to discover those blessings, where's your heart today? And I'm going to give you some time to think. We've got some fresh faces, and because we have fresh faces, some of you are thinking, we have visitors. Can we talk like that? Jesus is here. He wants... He wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from your heart. We're blessed with each other. We're blessed when some did we not just were we not just helped by Brad's honesty? I was helped by that. Were we not helped by Catherine's? Yes, I need to know that because they're saying things that I need. I need to hear. No, I'm not going to start because I. If I get started, I'm going to say more than I want to say. And I, I need you to start. Where are you? Where are you in this desire to find, to discover this blessing? Where are you in this pursuit of Jesus? Where are you today? I'm sorry? So where do you think that puts your heart? Are you just are you at the place where you can just finally admit my family's a mess 
or is it I'm mourning the chaos or is it I've been responsible for some of the chaos and I need to focus? Where would you say your heart is, Donna? All of the above. Okay. Uh, and I appreciate Exhausted. that. Exhausted. Exhausted. Is it ever happened in your life where you let your vision get so distracted by stuff that you forget to focus on what matters most? And the reason I brought that up is because uh, Pure in Heart really has spoken. I, it's about focus, y'all. It's about being single-minded. I want one thing for my life, for the rest of my life, for the kingdom of God. And I want anything that helps me move in that direction. Want anything that gives me strength, anything that gives me breath, anything that gives me hope, anything that moves me to be all I can be in that pursuit, I want that. I want that. And I want all the other junk I, I, I don't care a thing about it. I want to be that. I want to be that focused. I want to be pure in heart. I want to see God at work in my life. I told you I wasn't going to talk. Keep. You tell me where are you? I'm not sure where I am. I know that I'm. I needed to help. I needed to help someone grieve so that I could grieve. But then I got so wrapped up in helping people grieve that I avoided. Which one of these? I made the decision on Donna's. I let's let's we're together. We're sitting with Jesus. Tell me, which one of these steps? Which one of these positions? Which one of these moments with in, in our hearts toward Jesus is Catherine talking about? I know what I think. One just popped into my mind. Catherine, did you hear him? This is a this is a brother who loves you like a brother. I mean, loves you like a real brother. And he sees in you the
the same thing that I do and I suspect some other things. You want to fix it. You didn't break this. What you're talking about, and you and I know what you're talking about, you didn't break this. This is not your responsibility to fix. You hear me? This is, you're just going to grieve for a while. You're just going to have to mourn. And if it's mending, you let it heal. You got to stay off of it. You got to use crutches when somebody's looking. <laughs> you got to. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I kind of got lost there. But you see, you hear what I'm saying? You, your, your nature is what? I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Can you fix this? You, you didn't do this. You didn't break this. Where are you today? Last call. I'm not going to wear you out with... Okay, if we were having donuts, Kristen would get the last one. Because this is really insightful, this is insightful stuff. Blessed, blessed are the peacemakers because they'll be called sons of God. Tell me what you know about the Son of God. Was he a peace, peacemaker? Prince of Peace. How did he make peace? He carried others' burdens. He took the pain, he took the consequence that was causing the problem on him. He carried the burden, but he wasn't just, oh, I'll carry this burden, I'll think of it. No, it became his burden. But he also gave it back when people were not trusting. Brad gets half of your donut. <laughs> no? <laughs> Sorry, but you're the, Chris had just slammed you. Did, you. did you hear this? We take on these, well first of all let's deal with peacemakers. Peacemakers get hurt. Peacemakers get criticized. Peacemaker, and that takes us to the next step, the last step, which I'm going to talk about. Peacemakers peacemakers not going oh, I can't talk and sit down. Um, you, um, peacemakers not going, bless you my child. Get peace. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen like that, does it? How does peace come? Yeah, you're fighting. You have to fight to win the battle to get the peace, right? And it, does it leave you tired? Does it always leave you with this wonderful feeling? Oh, I just, I made peace. But no, I, if it does, I hadn't felt it. You knots, your guts in a knot. You're worried about all kinds of things. They're walking away feeling peaceful. How are you feeling? Thanks. You're carrying all this stuff so they can walk away from it. Jesus was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. 
He did not whistle a happy tune. He lived a life of a peacemaker. But there is truth from this peacemaker that he taught us that if you offer peace to someone and they, I didn't write it. I didn't write it. We've studied it, so I'm not going to restudy it with you yet. If you've got questions, holler at me. You'll have to come find me. But we'll look right in the Bible, and I'll show you where it says it. It's on the right-hand page, left-hand column, right there in the giant print version. You offer your peace to somebody, and if they don't deserve it, if they are not worthy, these are words we don't use because we think somehow they're unspiritual. We think somehow they're unchristlike. Jesus is the red letter Jesus said, worthy and deserved. You take your peace back. You let them live in the chaos, the turmoil, the shame, the, the damage, the war that they started. Jesus said that. We've talked about it before, and I'll say it and hush about it, but we've talked a jillion times about needing to learn the tender side of Jesus. We always, I, it's been the focus of my life study for a long, long time to be tender like Jesus. Last several years, though, I've understood for the tender side of Jesus to be what the tender side of Jesus was meant to be, there also has to be the tough side of Jesus. Jesus said, bear one another's burdens. That's how you fulfill the law of Christ. But if you'll read the next phrase, read the next phrase. Read the next phrase. Each man should bear his own burdens. That does not mean I'm responsible for breathing for everybody. It means I do what I can, as I can, as much as in me is possible. But they have to take responsibility, right? It's because when uh, we take on burdens that aren't on our own, we shortcut the process for that other person. That's like part of the codependence Sometimes when we step in where we don't belong, we're preventing that moment from coming mm -hmm. for that other person. Yeah. 
I don't know how many times I've taught this. I don't know how many times I've quoted it. I don't know how many times I've gotten a, a bookmark of it. I didn't either. <laughs> that's why I was saying that. This is well timed. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> we really try to coordinate these things so it's really, <laughs> we were much more effective. That was, that was one of the best ones. Um, blessed are the persecuted. And blessed are you when men will revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. I, I've never, never experienced, never had any thought of experiencing, never, never have seen anything where I lived so much like Jesus that um, people reacted to me that way. So I basically just ignored these last two blessings. Uh, and I'm not telling you different now. I'm just telling you what I've learned now is it's not, it's not my position as being close to Jesus that makes people act this way. It's my desire to be like Jesus that sometimes makes people act this way. One more time, do you understand? It's like when I'm saying we hunger and thirst after righteousness. When we hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'm not, it's not somebody saying, yes, I want to be like Jesus more than anything. No, 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 no. It's me admitting I'm not there. But when you start to pursue Jesus, when you start to pursue righteousness, when you start to try to be what Jesus wants you to be, when you start putting the kingdom first, now think through this, when you start really trying to put the kingdom, when you start truly, really trying to put the church, and those are code words, when you really start putting people and people's peace, people's comfort, people's lives, people's souls. When you start trying to put those things as more important than anything else, what's going to happen? What's going to be the reaction? Honest, and this, be honest. I know we've got fresh faces, but you've got to be honest about it. What happens when you decide that you decide, I am tired of playing church. I'm tired of just going to church. I want to be church. I want to be what Jesus wants me to be. When you finally decide, I'm going to give this time. I'm going to give these hours. I'm going to give this heart. I'm going to give this conversation. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give my life this way. What happens? What happens to the people that are in your life? I'm sorry? Resistance is what I understood, all right? Yeah, yeah. What happens? They get angry. What, what happens? They either feel left out or they feel... Uh, they, they think that you're spending too much time doing that and that you're wasting your time. Okay, there's layers to this. There's, there's some jealousy. There's some... I'm being left out, or they're, they feel like you're making a mistake, or you're judging me. You're acting like you're better than me, or yeah, it's what, what good are you doing? That kind of thing. And this, this stays in here, right? This is us talking. We can't do this if we can't trust each other. I've got this long. 
I've got this much longer in my life. I do not want to waste one more minute of it worried about what somebody in my family, what somebody in my family thinks about me wasting my time or judging them, because there ain't no judgment there, I promise. What matters most? What ma uh, at this point in my life, you know what matters most to me? I want help. I want to help one more person. I want to help one more person find what Jesus gave me. Now, does Jesus anywhere teach me that that should be my priority? With due respect, people in this room have spoken to me very kindly, but very bluntly about, well, you need to make sure you take care of your number one ministry, your number one priority. And they've talked about my family. I'm grateful for their love for me to say that. But they're wrong. Both of them are wrong. Because you know what my number one ministry is? The number one ministry Jesus gave me? You tell me. The kingdom of God to save souls. Well, now, you've got to take care of your wife. I understand that. I've got responsibility. We've got to take care of your kids. I understand that too. But is that my number one priority? That is not my mission. Jesus said, you want the kingdom of God, buddy? Then you've got to put mom, dad, brother, sister, wife, children in their place. You know what comes first? What comes first? What comes first? The kingdom of God. That's what comes first. Now what's going to happen when you do that? There's folks that are going to get their feelings hurt. And there's some folks that are going to get resentful. And there's, there's going to be some folks that... I wouldn't hurt anybody in my... I wouldn't hurt anybody in my family's feelings for anything in the world. But I got this long left, and I'm not going to miss one more. I'm not going to miss a chance, not one more chance, to help save somebody. Am I going to keep my responsibilities? Yes. Am I going to do the best I can on those responsibilities? Yes. God helped me do that. But I'm going to do my best to fulfill my mission to Jesus. And if somebody doesn't understand, whether it's inside my house or outside my house, whether it's inside this church or outside this church, I want to be like Jesus so much that that's the reaction. And then I can hold on to the blessing. I won't feel good about the criticism. I won't like the frustrations that'll come. I don't like won't like the late night discussions or the early morning critic critique. I don't no no no. I won't like any of that. I'll hate every minute of it. But I'm not going to be afraid of it anymore. God help me. Not going to be afraid of it anymore. I'm going to say what's right. I'm going to try and do what's right. I'm going to do what's needed. And let Jesus handle the rest. Now what I just said 
is from my heart, and I hope you'll keep it that way. And you'll pray for me to be whatever Jesus wants me to be. To everybody in my family, to everybody in this church, to everybody in my life. But if you pray anything for me, pray for me to be so much like Jesus, doing so much what Jesus wants me to do, that there will be people close to me that love me that will not understand. And we'll just have to trust Jesus to work that out. Let's remember Jesus.